0: Good morning and welcome to the weekly roundtable. Uh, C-SPAN here, um, starting with a tap uh, for today's podcast, but uh, our brother Hightower in Grand Strand, uh, being a high-impact man, being a police officer uh, out there doing his thing, uh, we'll just be, uh, we are prayerful and uh, we're praying for that family um, that lost Hightower, his brother and sisters uh, that he served with. And then uh, just all those high impact men in Grand Strand. So we're we'll praying for all of them uh, today. So, got a couple high impact men all about rucking today. And so let's have a uh, let's do our normal intros. So, Winnebago, who EH'd you? How long have you been doing F3?
1: Um, I was EH'd by. My wife threw paparazzi from F3 Highlands in, uh, North Charlotte. Um, first showed up in November, 2012 did it for a little bit and then flamed out only to come back. Um, in probably spring of 2013.
0: And, uh, Give me that give me that name again that we're giving a shout out because apparently your wife did the main EH, But who who is was the who's the guy we're giving credit?
1: Pavarotti. Uh hospital name uh, Ian Leroy. Kenner.
0: Excellent. Shout out to him. Uh one for getting you out and then probably two for staying on you and getting you back out. All right. <laughs> yeah. And and so, um, finger looking good, who, EHJ, how long have you been doing F3? And just so everybody's aware, I'll probably refer to him as FLG, Florida Georgia Line. I slaughter his name every single time. So, finger looking good, who, EHJ, how long have you been doing F, uh, F3? F3? Uh, EH by Kyle Pinkerton, uh, F3 Renacop, uh, out of Mooresville, Race City. And uh, he got me out, and uh, I never looked back. It's been great. Um he keeps me uh, accountable pretty much on a daily basis, so that's good. So, and then um, how long have you? How long has that been? That has been since October 22nd. Now going on, this will be my fifth year. Excellent. Shout out to Renacop on a Friday. So, solid, uh, solid crew up there in Ray City. So, shout out to them. And I guess I got to stop saying up there in Race City. I got to say down there because I'm I've moved north, <laughs> so it's really it's down there in Race City. So shout out to all those guys. A bunch of that's a fun group. So all right. So today's topic is all about rucking, and so these two guys are um, first of all they're high impact men for F3, but these guys are super high impact men in the rucking community. And so um, I think what we want to probably do first is let's just start. Uh, Winnebago, why don't you go first? Why don't you tell us what your favorite event you've ever done, um, as far as go-ruck, and maybe what your favorite F3 go-ruck uh, style event has been? Why don't you take it from there, Winnebago?
1: Sure. Uh, you left one other um, note about us as we're the champs. Um, oh, I did. I did <laughs> leave that out. I was going to move
0: that to the end.
1: Um, um, so um, my favorite event. And so really there's two and I think that there's different. So like the favorite classic go up style event with the big team and the log and everything like that was the F three custom heavy, heavy, uh, which was in the Wilmington area. Oh, four or five years ago. Um, I think that everybody who was at that event probably, uh, would say that it is their favorite or very close to their favorite event. It was just a really, really special time. Um, and then team assessment uh, is probably uh, very, very close to that, but it is a different type of event. So I feel like there's a distinction um, between them and it it wasn't officially an F3 event. Um, but it, it was... Unique and special for um, you know just the the fact that it was uh, just me and a, a good friend uh, and a whole lot of suffering
0: yeah and I, um I had forgot about the heavy, heavy uh, that was um, I, The reason I forgot about it is I, I, that was one of the events I got more invites to. And people are like, well, just come do one heavy with us. And I'm like, I don't want to do one heavy with you, let alone (laughs) um, after you guys have done a heavy or I'm either on the front of that or the back of that because it's going to be terrible. So, yeah, shout out to all those guys. Those are two great events, and uh, thanks for sharing your stories. Let's uh, figure looking good. Why don't you nail us with uh, your favorite uh, event and then your favorite F3 event? Man, that is such a tough question because they're so different. Um you get so much out of each one, you know. One is one is my favorite because it's just like bra- like the brag heavy is a, is a lot of fun just because of its I don't know just because of its record. Um, but um, man, I just had to pick one. Uh, the hard hitter HTL down in Greenville, South Carolina, last year. As far as a, uh, the traditional. Uh, what Winnebago was saying was probably my favorite, just because of because of the event. It wasn't necessarily the hardest, but I got so much out of that, and it was such a high impact that it was just it was it was pretty awesome. Um, if I had to pick my, it, totally different team assessment selection, um, totally totally different events, but also uh, top of my list um, favorite F three event um, Huntersville uh F3 puts on a quarter ruck every year uh, about in the spring. And my favorite event through that was the first year I started F3. And I went to that quarter ruck, and it absolutely destroyed my soul. And it changed my life forever that night. And that is by far my favorite F3 event ever. Uh, I, I would probably... Cater that to a grow ruck event that I haven't done yet that I want to do, but I would say it was, I, w- I would think that you would get the same outcome out of that um, quarter ruck as you would a go ruck or a grow ruck. So that would definitely be uh, definitely be my favorite F3 event. Yeah, and a couple things I'm going to jump in there. Um, the day we're recording this is tomorrow. Uh, is the grow ruck in Louisville, which is apparently billed is the most difficult grow ruck ever, which I will um, always tell you the toughest one was the one I did, which was class number zero one. Because um, <laughs> people pe- people miss flights. Uh, Cadre or Linus, uh, Cadre Danny tried to make it in, into a heavy. Uh, he tried to, you know, make a tough into a heavy because people were missing flights. We we missed our, you know, end point by that much. And then... Um, Finger Looking Good. I think the other one that we don't understand is um, when regions are putting on a uh, you know that quarter ruck and I know you know across the across the nation you know guys are just volunteering to put these events together for, for their regions, but that had such an impact on you. I just you know, if you're a if you're a first FQ, just make sure you hear what Finger Looking Good said. That particular night, they blew him up, and it changed his life forever. And he probably didn't know exactly what he was signing up for, but it was probably a free F3-style event, and he could just get after it and have a good time. It um, changed his life. So thank you both yeah, for absolutely. sharing your stories. Yeah. All right. First things, I guess we got to get out of the way, because when I talk to you guys or I talk about you guys, the uh, other F3 brothers, the first thing they both remember you from is selection, and so I um, I don't know how to not get a war story or two out of selection. So why don't we go uh, mm-hmm. Winnebago? Why don't you give us your favorite? Just you can give us a tidbit, a truth nugget, <laughs> anything from selection. Anything you want to give us? Um, because obviously, you know, the whole nation was following you guys that um, that weekend. So why don't you uh, why don't you give us something from selection?
1: Well, I mean, first thing, the total disclosure was, I think we had four like official F3 participants last year and I was the first quitter. So I just want to go ahead and own that. (laughs) You Um, won that one. (laughs) I I gave cover for all the others too. Um, they, They were not, they just missed the truck ride that I was on. Um, uh, you know, um, and for me, it was a uh, a concern that I was going to really injure myself. Which you know, uh, whatever, it's life. I'm I'm cool with it. Um, you know, the thing the thing was uh, for selection. I will, in every way, say it is as hard as people think that it is, but. Honestly, it felt like the same as any other first go ruck event. The first go ruck event you ever did, the first time you took uh, the next step in the level of difficulty, you know, light to tough, tough to heavy, heavy to HTL, whatever it might be, every single time you sit there and say, am I good enough, am I strong enough, am I this, am I that, and honestly, at the end of the day, it's work and it's people, and you know they even for a tough to a heavy the I remember the first time I went from a tough to a heavy the The character that the cadre played changed it went from like you know kind of rough to like aggressively rough, and then selection is like ultra-aggressively rough and nothing's good enough, but if you can calibrate the character that they're playing and that you're playing, um, that's a huge advantage. Uh, My biggest thing was, um, you know, looking back at selection, the one thing for me that really changed was we had this, the 12-miler air quotes was like Hmm. a... 16 miler in the middle of the night and it was a dirt road that you had to just keep walking up and back and everybody was there and i remember when they said we're gonna you're gonna do the 12 miler now i was like oh yeah like this is great because i'm i'm a good rucker like you know i'm not ashamed to say i'm a a really good rucker distance and speed do not bother me and for some reason, they never told us, you can't rock with people. I just decided to spend five hours walking by myself <laughs> in the dark. And that was when, you know, the, 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 the quit demon came in and started talking to me and telling me, how my shoulders hurt and man, you're really injured and, and you just can't do this, like you can't survive anymore. Even though I had been perfect up to that point, I decided to walk by myself in the dark And Finger and uh, PYT from down in the greater Columbia area were sitting there chit-chatting for five hours playing patty cake. And, (laughs) you know, so that was like the, the like, bonehead play of the game um, to do that. And in in five hours, I literally at no point thought, you know, I should just link up with somebody. No, I just sat there and thought about how much – I probably need to quit. So that's my selection story and uh, a lesson learned. So uh, I, that will not happen again.
0: So and, I, and we're both snicker in here, but obviously um, anybody that's ever been around you, uh, you are super fast and you're right. You are a really super strong uh, rucker. But I think the lesson that the podcast guys need to all understand is that was you were going into your strongest event. Um, like, and for everybody who was watching that year, um, you were actually transitioning. You looked super strong going into that event, but it just shows the thing in between your ears uh, is actually stronger than all of us give it credit for. So it's that uh, when, once, once your mind starts playing tricks on you, it's tough to outdo that one. So, well, and thank you for sharing that because that's like that's like a leadership 101, it's a whole lot easier to do when you're walking with somebody than doing it by yourself. So thanks for sharing that. I think you're looking good. I know you got some funny stories. Go ahead. Lay us, lay us on some, <laughs> uh, some, some selection truth. Uh, yeah. So going into that event, you know, I was very confident, uh, not cocky, but, uh, you know, I knew, I knew we trained, trained well and, uh, you know, and everything was going good. Um, you know, winning evolutions all through the night, through the welcome party. Um, got to that 12-miler, and, whew, man, was that thing a beast. Gosh, it was awful. Still, to date, the worst 12, 16-miler I've ever done in my life. Just a half mile down, half mile back, half down. <laughs> it was just awful. Um, But going into the next morning, uh, you know, it got, when it got daylight, it was still good, you know, everybody was tired, uh, I think it got down to about 12 of us, and people started dropping, uh, right about the 18, 20 hour mark, and, uh, the craziest thing in the world, man, I've just never, well, I have been there again since then at team assessment, but, uh, I think my bar moved, so I know where that's at now, as far as the mental game goes, but, Um, we were doing, uh, 80 burpees and hydro burpees in the water right after some bucket carries, got done with that, good to go. And, uh, we started low crawling out of the water back up the bank. And that's when my mind, uh, kicked in and I was scooting, hopping, flopping, whatever I could to pull myself up that stinking boat ramp and uh just everybody else kept moving and i still wasn't the you know i say the worst you know the worst in shape there but like i wasn't in the front i wasn't quite in the middle but i wasn't in the back so i looked ahead and i just seen these dudes motoring up that hill and i'm like man i can't keep up with these guys now how am i going to do it later and i just stood up it was just a it was it happened in I swear less than two seconds, and I stood up, and I said, Cadre, I'm done, and he shook my hand, gave me a big hug, mad respect, and as soon as I turned away from him to to go do my exit interview with Jason, that was the longest walk of the day, (laughs) and it was 50 feet, and I realized right there in that moment that I wasn't done. My mind shut me down, so like you were saying in between your head or in between your ears is the most powerful thing in your body and it tells you exactly what to do and you gotta to learn to train that. And uh did my exit interview and uh, I don't know, I, I still don't like that exit interview. It was all, uh, was it, it was true but it wasn't true. Um, I, did, I just quit too early. Um, yeah. But then I, I was so disappointed in myself that uh I remember Cadre Rick he says, Here man, let me get that ruck. You've carried it long enough And I said, If you touch my r- if you touch my ruck I'm gonna break your face <laughs> I sat down in the truck.
1: <laughs>
0: and uh, I sat down in the truck and you know and, and took my ride back. But uh I'm act- but our, uh, you know, all the serious aside, I'm so happy that I that I quit. Because I don't know that it, if I would have finished GoRuck Selection, I don't know if I would have learned what I've learned since then. So going yeah. going forward, it was such a huge lesson that I would I would I I love it. So I'm at peace with it. Yeah. I'm not happy with it, but I'm at peace with it, and I'm happy that I got what I got out of it. Um, yeah, and I, and I I think that I got cool. a really bad bacterial yeah. infection. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I was, I was gonna try to skip over the. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like when Anchorman was on, it, he said, "I did the Marine Corps mud run and I got dysentery for two weeks." It's like, well, we want to skip over that <laughs> part. We'll 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 skip all the bacteria stuff. Um, but for, for for the pod for the pod packers that are listening to this, I think the the thing that is so cool about you two um, is, you know, when you're in an event and you guys are always up near the front, it's been cool to watch you guys. Um you know, I, I don't want to say this was a hump – you know, as you went through selection, it was humbling. But what I want the pod packers to hear is you guys basically said, um, that was disappointing. What are we going to go do next, right? And I think that if, if you're listening to this podcast, and it's probably going to be around 30-something minutes, if you get anything, these two guys are exactly what F3 is about. Um, because what they did is they tra- – they were both in super shape going into selection, right um, did very very well actually all four of the three guys did really super well through selection right super fit dudes um, we talked a little bit about the mental game, but these two come out of it and they immediately start planning what's next and their trainings at a you know a super high level and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do next and so Winnebago you want to start to kind of talk about it from there like how you guys decided you were going go to go uh, into do the team assessment together and um little bit about that event
1: yeah well i mean i'm gonna really just kind of have to correct the record on my end because (laughs) um after selection i wrote a a piece you know i I didn't want to but a lot of people kept asking for this story and i was like you know i'm just going to write it down and post it so people can see it and i titled it I quit selection, and that's okay because you know i, I thought I went there from for one reason I learned a lot from it, and it's kind of the the you know the the story for this discussion was that you know sometimes you go thinking you have one reason or one why, and you through failure you realize that it's something more, and then it actually is a jump-off point for the next thing. So after selection, I really didn't have an injury that, you know, uh, allows me to justify my quitting. I'll never say it's anything other than a quit. Um, But, you know, my shoulders needed time to recover. Um, So I really didn't plan for anything. And then Finger was all mad at himself, and quitting was not okay. So he was like, I'm going to do team assessment. And I said, you have fun with that. I'll, you know, I look forward to hearing the stories. So he um, got a partner and, um, you know, I told him why I was like, you know, if that falls through, just let me know. But, you know, I don't really want to do it. So um, I actually did kind of train. I was trying to, you know, get my shoulder strength back, um and then you know quarantine happened and that was a really sh- big shock to the system and it was like april i kind of said well fingers not going to call so i'm just going to stop training and i did i did nothing i literally for a month did nothing but have uh vodka lemonade Uh, you know, Conehead style consume mass quantities. I ate a ton of food. I literally was just fat thawing it, you know, watching TV, drinking and eating. And then like May 10th, he says, Hey dude, uh, my partner backed out of team assessment. Are you still willing to do that? And I was like, I, I, I don't know if I still have a message, but it was something like, I'm just going to be really honest. I've put on 10 pounds in four weeks. I'm not in good shape. I'll give you the best I got, but I can't promise anything.
0: Um, hey, so you've got to put a pin in it right there. My transition was so much better than yours. We, the whole fat Thor thing, I thought we could just skip over that. I'm, I,
1: I'm trying to, you know, live a life of honesty, yep. you know. That was a lesson in the last year of, you know, always dealing honesty. It's better. So I'm just trying to tell the truth story for me. What you said was true for for, for finger. So anyway, you know, I said, sure, I'll do it. I, we need to get my wife on board because I told oh, her I was man. done with rucking, everything like that. Uh, Joe came over, he got his haircut at my house. We trained a little bit. My wife was like, all right, he seems like a nice guy. Um, you know, I guess I can support this. So we started training and really, you know, uh, I kind of told Joe, I was like, look, one thing that I, that selection really became a problem was training became a job. It became something that I dreaded. I said, I'm not going to do that this time. Like I'm, I'm going to have fun, and if I'm not feeling it, I might take a day off. But you know, I'll be ready. I'll give you the best I have. So you know, that was kind of my story and my transition. Um, I think that we had a distinct advantage of training with each other. I would say on average at least once a week, sometimes twice a week, um, you know, a whole lot more um, communication. I mean, we we talked uh, on a daily basis. Um, we were very much on the same page. So with that, I'll kind of hand it over for Joe to – or finger to – to tell his end of it, his better story of keeping it together <laughs> and moving to the next yeah. thing.
0: Yeah, he – Joe or finger. Don't just don't go fat Thor on me. Okay. Cause I can't help myself. Yeah. I had to go on mute there. As soon as he <laughs> starts calling himself fat Thor, you know, I got to start cracking up. So say what? <laughs> uh, oh man. Yeah. He's, he literally said, dude, I'm rolling off the couch going to train. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, my transition was a little bit different. Uh, I tried to recover well from uh, from selection. It took a while to recover from that, which is crazy. Um, but I started lifting, started trying to get stronger, trying to get better. Um, progressed into so I was training, and then in December I actually lost my job, got laid off uh, from my from my previous career, I guess. And so there was a huge transition point there. And I tried not to lose focus on all of that. Um, so it ended up working out. A uh, lot of lot of lot of self uh, self inflicted stresses I put on myself, but I knew I had a partner. Uh, and then I, you know, still I lost that partner, but I gained another one. And I knew I needed to be there for them, so I kept training. Uh, so training turned out ended up, uh, during the quarantine, <laughs> buying my own gym equipment, putting it in my garage, whatever I had to do to, to make it happen. Uh, didn't train. I wouldn't say. I, I think I tried to train more optimally uh, with training for team assessment than I did for selection. Like, selection I trained uh, is probably six days a week, uh, easy, maybe two a days, six days a week. Uh, team assessment was one, maybe two, uh, but I, I just tried to eat well, re, you know, recover well, sleep well, and then when I trained, I tried to train to the highest level I could without being too drained. Uh, so, it ended up working out, and uh, we uh, we accomplished our goal, so it was awesome. So, he pretty much covered kind of the transition between partners and stuff, and and it was... It was good because, uh, you know, I hate, I hate my partner couldn't have made it uh, to start with, but it turned out good because we actually got to train. Me and Bago, you got to train together, which I think was huge. And me and him are, was, I think, more connected uh, than than me and my previous partner or starting partner, so that helped out a ton. Uh, oh, yeah. Still love that dude. Uh I just think through selection training last year, Vago uh, and I just just gained a connection that I don't – you know, we, I knew we became good friends, but I, I think we gained a little bit more connection than we thought. All right. I guess this is the other hard part for the pod packers is um, selection. You know, we got to watch you guys on Facebook Live over and over and over. Team assessment, I got – I guess there was some guy broadcasting stuff on the Tough page, and then Jason was putting some stuff up on Instagram. Why don't we um, – because you guys did some really fun, fun activities. I mean, th- these are like Marine Corps-level stupid activities. So why don't, I'm gonna, <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we start with Winnebago. Why don't you tell us um, – I mean, because, you know, obviously the pot probably want to take some of this stupid stuff home. What would you, what would you say was your maybe uh, favorite uh, part of team assessment I mean the wheelbarrows, um, the wheelbarrow stuff. I don't know what was your what was your favorite part or least favorite part. However, you want to you get the question.
1: My f- favorite part was the m- the most enjoyable was the beginning, the welcome party type event because. Uh, Going in, you know, we had had selection, and, uh, you know, we knew the level of that. Um, but the, with these things, when you're really in these competitive events, you don't know your competition. So you, when you do the, the team ones, like, oh, you know, we don't really know everybody, but you ultimately know uh, the goal is to come together as a team, and that's the objective, whereas these events, it's win. Uh, which is really, really a different thing. It's hard to strategize because you have one goal of finishing and then you have another goal of winning. And, um, you know, we got there and it became very apparent um, once that started that Joe and I were one of the stronger teams. And I'm anybody who knows me well in F3 is I am a sucker for a race. Like, if it's a race, I will, like, it pumps my adrenaline. Like, I get into it. And, like, the whole welcome party was just, like, race, 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 race. And I was, like, super pumped about it. But then I was, like, all right, well, you know, we have to, like, not overextend ourselves because we're, you know, ultimately playing the long game. But, you know, um, that was really, really fun, and it was probably more fun for me than it was for Finger because uh, although (laughs) height-wise he's not that much shorter, body weight, he's a lot smaller than me. He's just a a leaner dude. So I've got, like, 60 pounds um, of extra weight, so, like, all the things as as a relation to, you know, body weight percentage, it was much smaller for me than him. So we're doing these events, and I'm trying to be cognizant of his pace, but then also kind of like, all right, like, we have a chance to win. I'm not going to let you, like, dog it because it hurts a little bit. And um, so two things that were, like, my favorite – three things were my favorite memory from the welcome party. One, we're doing these walking lunges, the the infamous walking Uh. lunges with a ruck in the sandbag, and all of a sudden – finger just starts dry heaving, like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, what's going I don't know man, like I don't feel good at all. And I'm sitting there like, he's gonna throw up and we're gonna be done within like two hours. And I'm like, all right, dude, we'll just slow it down. Just like breathe deep. Like I was like coaching my buddy who drank too much, like through the night, like, he could, he just take deep breaths, you know, just, just get control. And he was like, Oh, you know, I could tell like he was just not, not doing well with that. So that was a, a funny memory. Um, <laughs> uh, another memory was, um, we were off on one side, and Jason said something to Chad Malone's team, because Chad had, like, you know, jokingly sent him a message about winning, and Jason said, oh, you want to be a winner? Let me show it, show you what that looks like. Move over here by team one, which was us. And I was like, yeah, that's yeah. right, winners. <laughs> And yeah. then, the, you know, we're going through all of that, and then we had to do a one-mile, like, sand partner sandbag race. And, like, we started going, and then, like, we went to the wrong direction. So we kind of went off course, and we had to do that. And Joe and I had agreed that we're not running uh, during any event. Like, it was just not worth it. And, you know, a mile rocking and carrying an 80-pound sandbag, you know, it's an effort and it ultimately came down it was our team and chad's team and we knew chad was probably our primary competition you know everybody knows he's this super stud and we were like jockeying back and forth and finally i was like joe we're just gonna smoke him like i know we said we weren't gonna run but just give me the bag we're running this in like we are going to show them what is up we are going to beat them and so that was like one of the the good memories of like when we beat them on that like that was the moment that I personally knew we were the team to beat. You know, coming in we had no idea. At that moment, for me, I was like, "Yeah, we were the standard." So that's my good memories, and I'll stop talking.
0: Well, <laughs> and we'll we'll kick it to um, finger. Finger, same kind of thing. Uh, any any memories that just stick out? Yeah, well, definitely the dry heaving. One hundred percent. That was not the good memory. <laughs> but uh, having Bago there helped me uh, helped me get through it. I wasn't going to quit for him. Um, but I remember during that time, I'm I'm dry heaving, and Kadri Cleve comes over and looks me, pulls his sunglasses down, looks me in the eye, and he goes, "Did you come here to win?" than effing win. And I was like, well, now I can't quit. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, uh, so between those two, that was, uh, that was my welcome party. No, and, and I think we did realize pretty early that we was like, man, we got a, we got a really good shot at this. And then when we made it to Jason's dad's house, um, you know, through the night, we were still winning. And, not by just like a little bit and it was like man like we are solid like we're the best team we might not be the best physically fit people here but together we are the best team like no question about it um then i remember uh i remember when we were doing the 911 wad and we would take off running and team two was right on our heels and they were good competitors, and they were right on our heels. And we took off running. And uh, as soon as they kind of got out of sight, we were like, "Okay, let's walk." And then we would walk. And then we would, and then like if we seen their headlight, we would take off sprinting again just to get ahead of them. And then when we made the turn to come back, we would walk. And then as soon as we seen them, we would just come by, just busting it by them. And it just actually killed her soul, <laughs> and it was great <laughs> um, and uh and then afterwards, you know just perception like you don't you don't have a clue what's going on with the other teams, right uh you're not supposed to talk to other teams um but uh, <laughs> Bago found a way to talk to other teams without talking to other teams, which was pretty ingenious
1: <laughs> but,
0: um. But, you know, after the event, when we finished, there was, there was one participant uh, that his team quit early, and he said they quit because of us. And both of them agreed that they were going to quit. And it was, we were doing lunge walks from the top of the hill down to the river and back, and it was like a race. And we'd come smoking by them going up the hill doing lunge walks and they were like yeah we're done. <laughs> so I don't know, just just like those wins like those mental like soul crushing adventures uh that you don't really know that you're doing but you're and you don't really know that you're trying to do it but you are. <laughs> like those are just I look back and I'm like man that's that's pretty awesome. Uh and but it's also a lesson to learn to say don't let that get in your head. <laughs> so those are pretty awesome uh deals and my favorite is I guarantee you, whenever we would finish early uh, or before everyone else, you you know you, it pays to be a winner, so you would get priorities of work. And I'm pretty sure I only got to nap about 32 seconds the whole time because Winnebago snores too much. And, and that's when you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what i say, when you know you're a true partner when you can tolerate some guys snoring. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a true partnership, it, right?
1: And I fall asleep yeah. in a second, like uh, literally <laughs> a second. And then <laughs> So the, the, the sleeping story, so like you, you, we would do all the. it got to be in the low 40s uh, at night. So you would like work, do all this work and, you, you know, you would get a sweat. And then you would stop and then you're all sweaty and it's, it's 40 degrees and then you get super cold. Well, I'm sitting there like I had no more dry clothes. And I'm sitting there like I can't do this. And then finally like light bulb, I have a giant, trash bag in my, my bag, which was the packing list. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to rip a hole in the, you know, the closed end and put it on like a poncho and it worked great. And then Joe's, you know, there's a lot of mental fatigue. So, you know, you, you, you know, you, your body and you had muscle memory to like, okay, we're going to do this exercise and you'd practice it and you would go and do that. But like new things that were different were really hard to figure out. So I'm sitting there, I'm looking at Joe, who is the definition of the shivering whippet. And he's like, shivering. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So like I give him my trash bag and like for two different break times, like I'm sharing yep. my trash bag. And then it's like, wait a minute. Oh, he has a trash bag too. <laughs> so it's like, it took me forever to realize that I have this solution in my bag. And then he, didn't look at me and like, oh, I have that same solution. So I'm like, oh, my (laughs) partner suffering here, take my solution. And then like two more times go by and it's like, Oh, like, Oh yeah. We didn't, we didn't win at everything. That's just, you know, we were, we were just the blind leading the blind on that. It was like, you know, uh, what is Richard Pryor? And, uh, uh, Gene Wilder, Gene Wilder, see no evil, hear no evil, just like two idiots. <laughs> it
0: was, it, that's exactly how that story went. <laughs> well, we're getting on top of our time, and I, um, I, I can tell you guys have a, a bunch more stories. But so, on behalf of Three Nation, I just want to congratulate you both. Obviously, huge, huge. Um, you know, I wanted to make sure we got the whole story out because, you know. Guys, who've done a bunch of F3 uh, events or done a bunch of go rucking events, know you guys. Um, and to just see the progression through selection onto and then winning team assessment, it's just awesome. So, uh, Winnebago, I'll give you uh, any final thoughts. And if you could toss out if your Twitter handle or however Instagram, however you, if guys want to get a hold of you, what they would do. So, any final thoughts? Uh, final
1: thoughts is. Um... Uh, You know, I have a a saying, you know, I fell into leadership for rucking kind of just because I said, hey, there should be a leader over this stuff. And OBT said, well, you are the best person that I can think of, so why don't you do it? And I was like, wait a minute. Okay, I'll do it. Uh, But, you know, my saying in, you know, helping people get ready for events, which I've done Lots of that is, you know, see it, believe it, do it. And um, selection kind of, uh, you know, was my failure in that because I saw it and I thought I believed it, but I didn't. Uh, And that was one of the big takeaways. And, you know, going into team assessment, uh, Joe and I basically just said, believe it. We, you know, like, beat it into each other. Believe it. Believe it. I believe in you. You believe in me. And if we don't believe in ourselves, then we just have to fill that gap. Um, Joe was the absolute best partner that I could uh, have. Um, really, the the big thing was is uh, he didn't require um, any motivation. Like, the, I think that the most that we ever did was, like, come on, you got this, dude. Like, you know, you could tell that it was, it was tough. Um, so I'm just grateful that I got to to have the experience with him. It was awesome to represent F3, um, to show that we can uh, and are um, elite uh, athletes. Um, that was awesome. I'm, I'm, it was a great experience. I loved rep- representing F3, um, and so glad that Joe is my my partner.
0: Yeah, hey, Bagel, uh, toss out how guys get though I know you're still pretty good on Facebook. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what's, the, what's, the uh, so what's the best way to get a hold of you?
1: Um, So, in Facebook, Mark with a K, M-A-R-K, Gunther, G-U-E-N-T-H-E-R. I think that most people um, find their way to the F3 Nation rucking group, uh, and then I'm, you know, pretty big in there. Uh, Twitter. Uh, There was an FD Nation rucking Twitter. It actually still is out there, but Twitter has this thing of, like, you can amazingly um, delete your email, and then uh, you can't reset your password. So that's actually, like, stuck in this infinite loop of failure um, that I cannot access it, but uh, personal. Twitter is at M-H-G-U-E-N-T-H-E-R. I'm trying to scale back my social media presence, um, but that's how people can find me.
0: Excellent. Finger looking good. Uh, And I didn't call you Florida Georgia Line once this entire podcast, so finger looking good. (laughs) Um, let's do final thoughts and then, uh, and I know you're doing some, uh, training stuff on Instagram, make sure we get that information out there also. So final thoughts. Um, yeah, final thoughts. Uh, I'm just going to echo what Mark said. Uh, I really couldn't ask for a better partner and he was, he was the same. He, like when we would take our breaks, uh, he didn't worry about me. I didn't worry about him. And then when time come to it, we didn't even have to really even communicate. It just, it just flowed so well. Um, it was just, it was pretty awesome. Uh, you know, we, we've gained a a good brotherhood out of it and we talk multiple times daily, every day and it's, it's just awesome. So, but going out and, and just representing F3 and knowing where I started in F3 and, and where I'm at today and still trying to get better, uh, it's such an awesome group of dudes that, I feel like it—it it, it must be a—it it needs to be a law for people to join, or for men to join F3. Uh, you, you can just gain so much out of it that it's just incredible. Just putting yourself around other high-impact men and just growing as a as a, a leader, a father, a husband, a friend, a brother—it doesn't matter. Uh, it's it's just really awesome. So I appreciate uh, Dread and OBT for doing that, and all the men who stepped up to lead. Uh, after that, it's just, it's been incredible, met a lot of good people, um, as far as getting a hold of me, uh, my Instagram is at Joe Baker Fitness uh, that is my, uh, I started uh, during the whole COVID thing, I decided to start an online training program, so that's working out good, <laughs> uh, but it's going great, uh, got some, got some HTL training and all that other stuff, but uh, if you're a beginner, intermediate, or expert, we've got pretty much all of it. Almost got everything ready to launch, uh, so thank you for letting me get that out there. Um, doing some blogs on some rucking stuff, I just put a blog up about what I packed at Team Assessment, so I just opened up my ruck and did a ruck dump. And uh, so you guys can, if anybody's interested in going and seeing what that looks like, can you jump on there facebook um it's just joe baker find me on there uh send me a message anything you want to do i am here to serve people that's what i'm put on this earth to do to be a good husband father and serve people so uh i love interacting with people i love having conversations with people so uh please do not hesitate i'm not i'm not on twitter uh i used to be but i don't know what i think my handle is joe at joe baker 222 i do believe so um yeah, that's uh that's that's it man. I appreciate uh the time you gave us, C Yeah, and I'm I'm just gonna tell you guys, it is uh, it is always fun to be with you guys. Um you guys are good laughs and uh, you know, I think the other one is we talk about this shield lock and F three, having a having a partner to go through life with and go do the heavy and difficult stuff with. I just I think you guys are great examples. So keep up the good work. Everybody else, I'll talk to you next week. Have a great day.
1: See you. Thanks, Chiefs fans.